Hey, hey, dishes, we're back. It's so good to be back after all the Olympians brought home the gold, which is I now here is a good thing because you know in my neck of the woods, bringing home the gold means you didn't get any that night. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I've here we have some new listeners, so I'm going to introduce ourselves. I am special guest star Michael the Maverick, and let me introduce my other co-host, Dylan St. James. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Tony, my second in command, how are you, darling? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm in good spirits. I'm ready to get into it. Ariette, queen of editing, how are you? I'm good. I'm ready to dish. Nick, the birthday boy is back. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for the birthday shout out. It's ironic <laughs> that President Jimmy Carter is trending right now on Twitter. <laughs> wait, he is tre- wait, please yes. tell me he's trending because he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, he's alive. But- <laughs> okay. But that wasn't the first president I voted for, jerk. It was Obama. <laughs> the second time. <laughs> okay. Just let me know when your social security check comes in. We can go to lunch. <clears throat> Anyways, welcome to our podcast. Clearly, you can see what we're about. We're all about the teas, giggles, and gags, and shits, and all that stuff. So, let's get into the Salem Spectator Special Report, sponsored by Jennifer Rose, Horton Devereaux, Katie McLean's version. We'll be getting to that later. Uh, the first item on the docket is Cameron Johnson and Isabel Durant exit as Theo and Claire on August 20th. How are we feeling about this? Because I have some thoughts. Tell me you don't care about Theo and Claire without telling me you don't care about Theo and Claire. Basically, yeah. I hate it so much. It's unfair, but it's needed because if you're not going to do right by them, you don't need them on campus. Very true. And they wasted Claire for a year. They never gave her any point of view in any story that she had, because even the Charlie story became about Allie's rape. So she lost point of view there. She never got to have point of view when her mother was arrested for her boyfriend's murder. Like she became the town talk to, and it was literally, they had no clue what to do with her. And they literally brought Theo back to insert him. To insert him as unnecessary angst for no reason, had him acting out of character as fuck, and basically ruined him for no goddamn reason. In James Reynolds' 40th anniversary year, no less. Like, this all just screams awful, terrible. And yes, Cameron will be back in November because he was on set around Deidre Hall's anniversary. But I'm hoping that when he comes back, they actually care enough about him to give him a decent story. Because this entire return, we, both in March and again... Going, I'm sorry, but do we know if it's going to be a full-time return? Uh, or is it- I'm guessing it's just, we don't know yet, but based on the pattern, considering he's returned for events every single time he's come back, because the first time we saw him was for Jack and Jennifer's anniversary party. Why? We don't know. uh, Random as fuck, but it was what it was. Then we see him again for the christening. Then we see him again for Eli and Lonnie's anniversary party. So it makes sense that they always bring him to town for events. So the pattern continues because based on the set pick that we saw, looks like it might be a potential, at least it looks like it might be a wedding, if not at least a family party that he's back for. So uh, 
I'm hoping that it's not just a drive-by and they'll actually invest in him a little bit because Theo deserves and Theo Claire deserves too. Deserves to push Claire off that damn plane. I am so oh, I'm, pissed. Oh, I'm getting there. Oh, I'm getting I, there. I'm pissed. I'm tired of Theo having to be friends with every damn body who does him wrong. It pisses mm-hmm. me off. They did it with JJ. Now they did it with Claire. Fuck these people. And I'm going I'm to tired. get to this later. I'm going to get to this later. But I'm glad he's leaving town because he shouldn't have shit for anyone in that city at this. And point. I personally him, him leaving with Claire is just like, what's the point? Yeah, it, it doesn't point, really make a whole lot of sense. Like he like, doesn't have to hold a grudge against her, but like, just like I need some space. You ain't really my friend. I don't think Theo has been ruined because nothing. Like Theo has done nothing wrong, but. Uh, you can tell Ron doesn't give a fuck, and it's so frustrating to watch. But <sighs> both him and Claire have been completely wasted, and it pisses me off. Like, oh, I adore them, and I I can't even ship anymore. I'm so annoyed with Claire. Like, I'm confused. Like, we asked for characters to come back. Do we have to be more specific when we say this now? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hold on, wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. All those years of asking for Laura back, hell yes, we have to be specific. (laughs) Like, Like, we have to write down, you have to be Specifically what we want when these characters come back. Because this this has been terrible. The thing is, they're legacy characters in their own right. They should be we shouldn't have to spell it out for them. They should know. I mean, Claire is the daughter of one of the last great super couples that we had, because I do argue that Sean and Belle would be one of the last couples that fall under the super couple category, and the granddaughter of two of the greatest super couples the show has ever produced. How the fuck do you waste her like this? She's tripled the legacy, and they're like, huh? And Theo, we, we saw him born on screen. He is literally... He was the f- he's the first Amara grandchild born on screen. He was the first Amara grandchild born on screen. I'm pretty sure, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. He was the first African American child born on screen for days. Benjamin. Oh yeah, Ben. Oh Benjamin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But he was the first one connected to. Oh, we also um, meet back on campus. By the way, I'm sorry. Agreed. Yes, agreed. But you know, they just wasting him, and it's criminal. And and I don't like that they're doing this on James Reynolds' 40th anniversary year, which is going to segue into our next item on the topic. Oh, wait, Dylan didn't say much. Dylan, do you have anything you want to say before we transition? Um, I've said a lot over the past few weeks, and I'm just like at the point where I'm sad to see them go, but I'd rather them be gone than them be on prop duty like they've been. Like, if this is all you have for them, I'd rather them be gone. I am annoyed that they're leaving together because, honestly, Theo should be telling all of them to kiss the blackest part of his ass. But (laughs) (laughs) But at this point, like, I just, I don't want Ron's hands on this character at all. He clearly has zero respect or regard or consideration for him so i would i would honestly just rather theo be living his best life somewhere else than suffering under ron's pin 
Okay. Um, the next item on the list is Marla Gibbs is going to premiere on August 16th as Olivia Price, and she's bringing a huge family secret back home with her as Paulina is Lonnie's mother. And by all accounts, it looks like she is about to be uncovered. Thoughts? Moving on up. I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about this. Like I'm conflicted. I'm, I'm very conflicted about it because I love the carvers. I've always wanted more for them. Same. But it's not surprising. Um, the writing around Lonnie's very existence overall has been flimsy for years. Fans have complained about it for years. Why don't we know about, know more about Lonnie and how she found out? Because we don't know. Like she kind of just showed up. And I think they had a scene where Abe called Tamara and Tamara just said, yeah. But I don't, th- it doesn't seem we like know, Tamara- We know, from what I understand, uh, I don't think we saw that scene. I think Abe mentioned that scene too, Lonnie, but I don't think we saw the conversation. Uh, so a like- lot of the scenes were cut this, that year. That would make sense because a lot of things happened with Lonnie when she was introduced that just felt random. Um, it's the, when it comes to the Carvers, like they were never written to appeal to viewers outside of just being support for everyone else, especially Black viewers. Like when I was growing up, I didn't watch soaps, but I knew of certain characters specifically because they were Black. I knew of Jesse and Angie. I knew of I knew of the Barbers and the Winters on YNR that's it i didn't know abe and lexi existed until i started watching days no they weren't even the avants on bnb like certain characters the shows actually put effort into not great effort because the bar was in hell but they did and when it comes to jackie um she appeals to a demo that days didn't cater to and they, i guess they're trying to do that now i think they got a little bit of a taste of what they were missing when it came to the black demo, specifically black women, when it, when Eli and Lonnie got so popular. I think this is their attempt to sustain that and try to build on it. I just, I'm just kind of, I'm very sad that it's happening at the expense of the Carvers. Yeah, that's that's my whole thing. It's it's the it's the daytimes Negro Highlander games all over again. There can be only one. There yep. can ever only be one foundational black family on these shows at a time there's only ever one and right now we're doing a you know search and replace we are replacing the carvers with the prices and it's very evident that that's what we're doing theo's out of the picture completely they rarely mention brandon so you have we know that abe has other you know we know abe has other siblings We know Abe has other family. We rarely hear about them and we certainly don't see them. So you have this character that has been on the show for 40 years and never have they ever let him really lead story. Never have they ever given him the equity and the parity of his peers. And they finally get to the point where he is getting somewhat comparable treatment where they make him the head of a family and they give him children and grandchildren and he gets to play this patriarchal role the same way his other peers do. And 
Now they've decided, you know what? We're going to take that away. It, it, it bothers me. It bothers me because it's such an obvious, you know, we'll give you blackness, but not too much. Because there's no reason why, again, I'm going to say it, there's no reason why if they wanted to bring in like a family secret, there's no reason why Chanel couldn't have been adopted. See? They could have done that and they could have brought in an entire new black family. They're not going to do that. And we know that they're not going to do that. And there's no use pretending that they're going to do that. It just like the aid aspect of it bothers me. It just, it bothers me because it's like, and I know, I know that no consideration was put into that. No thought was put into that. No, like, that it didn't cross anyone's mind that that's exactly what it looks like for black viewers once again we're being told you can have representation but only so much it, i don't know either and i'm torn because this has already like the story hasn't even started on screen yet and already they're laying the groundwork and already south stowers is knocking it out of the park which we'll discuss more later when we get to our recap but and I'm excited for the potential material that she has and even the potential material that this is going to give James Reynolds. Like, hopefully this will get him a second Emmy nomination and possible win. But I just hate the fact that it's coming at the cost of him losing his daughter and grandchildren. And yes, I know he's never going to stop treating them as the family that they have become, but it is the symbolism of the fact that they're doing this in his anniversary year, his 40th anniversary year, that really, really bothers me. Like Ron makes such questionable choices when it comes to celebrating anniversary years that I just wish he would stop acknowledging them at this point. I completely agree with your rest. Like I'm looking forward to the Paulina and Lonnie part, like Paulina being Lonnie's mother. I have no issue with because it could be a multi-layered story and it's going to give them like material but like everyone else said at the expense of Abe losing his family I've been struggling with that for for days now and yeah I don't like that part but the rest with Pauline and Lonnie is what I don't mind Michael, what do you think? I mean, I know you were singing Moving On Up in the background, but what do you actually think? I'm going to plead the fifth for now. Nah, you can't do that. Say what no, you no, think. Let me finish. Let me finish. I'm pleading the fifth for now because I'm acknowledging what everyone's saying, but I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm intrigued by it because quite honestly, and I don't mean this as a slam character or actress, but I personally because of so much holes in the bad story, so many things that just weren't said. I've never bought her being a carver, but it I, I just dealt with it because I like the father-daughter chemistry that Sal and James have. The non-answers of the background story, there was always that disconnect for me. So me personally, I can buy her not being a carver, but what I hope that Ron doesn't do is that he basically severs her from the Carvers anyway. 
and I think that I think that's a big thing with these soaps. We're so focused on blood, but to me personally, some of the best familiar relationships don't have any blood involved, like Marlena and Brady. I've oh, no, that's true. I've never questioned that Marlena is not Brady's mother. But the difference here, though, I get what you're saying. It, is that we here, saw her raise him. Exactly. I get that. I get that. I'm not, well, not only that, like if you took Brady away from Marlena, Marlena still has Belle. She still has Sammy. Like you could take Brady and Carrie away from Marlena. I, you'd have to pry them from her cold, dead hands. But like you, you could yeah. take. You could Especially take Brady. Carrie. You could take Brady and Carrie away from Marlena. Marlena still has Eric. She still has Sammy. She still has Belle. She still has children and grandchildren. Lonnie is the only consistent familial representation that Abe has. And I get that, but I, and the I'm only still... one that the show shows that they care about because we saw what they did to Theo. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like it's, it's, and I get that, but. I still, I'm still very intrigued by. I'm looking for. Yeah, like that's why I said I'm conflicted because if you look at it purely from a story standpoint, yeah, I, I feel like it's going to be a good story. I feel like we're going to get great performances. I feel like it's going to be, you know, dramatic and engaging and soapy. I just feel like when you go deeper and you. at the implications of things it well i also see it as a way because in my mind i don't think they would be bringing up paulina's abusive ex so many times if he wouldn't be a threat way down the line of bringing him on do we still think that that's passions guy possibly but my thing is i know it's a little too optimistic that you know a soap will actually try to bring on more than one black family at a time but I'm going to believe it because last year I didn't think we would get this many black people on days. So, you you know, it was um, like amazing to me knowing that Lonnie was having twins. So I see how it's, I know it sounds bare minimum, but we've come a long way so far. So I'm going to choose to have some kind, that's my one thread of optimism with the show. I have to have that. So that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. So technically, I didn't plead the fifth, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's okay. Uh, well, and I doubt I you'll think... be pleading. Go ahead, Dylan. No, I was going to say, I don't, I, I think that's the thing, though. I don't think that anybody feels like this is going to be bad for Lonnie. Like, the thing with Ron is when he is invested in a character or a pairing and he actually, you know, Give the damn, it shows. Mm-hmm. He's invested in Paulina. He is invested in Lonnie and Eli. He, is, he cares. It's, he may not always hit the right notes with them, but he cares. I don't think that he cares about Theo. And it shows in how he treats them and how he writes for them. So it's because looking at it James from, Reynolds got an Emmy and then got no story. Exactly. Exactly. It, he, it, it is very evident that this story is going to, if you're a Price family fan, this story is going to be great. If you're looking at it from the Carver side of things, it gets a little murky. And that's just real. Also, I, I think one of my issues was when the rumors first started, 
because I remember, I think Nick Corian mentioned it when he was a guest, like the possibility of it. I don't remember for sure. I think the possibility was that Chanel and Lani were sisters. We didn't expect it to go this way. I think right. we, I think we assumed Chanel and Lani were sisters. I think I remember some, I don't know if it was Corian, but someone specifically saying that Paulina was Lani's real mother. And when that was said, I don't think we knew how long Jackie was going to stay around. Yeah. So the secret, when she gave, when she, when they hinted at a secret, when she did it with the twins before she went back to Miami, I didn't assume that because I didn't think she was going to be here that long. The moment they put her on contract after the show got picked up for two years, that's when I started getting a bit antsy, but I didn't want to say anything because I wasn't, I'm like, they wouldn't do that. But now looking back, all the pieces were there. It makes yeah. complete sense. I was going to yeah. point that out because when I edited, edited that short video and I heard Paulina say something that sounded like, like she could be Lonnie's mother, I was like, bam, they were just like planting these seeds like out there, like Easter eggs, basically, because I don't know. I completely missed the signs. She was way too affectionate towards the twins for her to just be someone's great aunt. Not just the I'm twins, sure. but Lonnie. She Lonnie was praising too. Lonnie nonstop. And sure, I get it. Like, it's, it's her auntie. But like, watching that, like going back and watching clips, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, she would say things to Eli, like, you're the best thing a mother could want for her daughter. Like, Lonnie has the best <laughs> thing. Yeah. And she um, constantly compared Chanel to her. It was all there. It's just... Well, we well, just weren't looking for it. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, let's talk about this. Florence, I mean, Marla Gibb <laughs> is coming to the... I'm, y'all, I'm sorry. I was. I kid you not. I was watching the Jefferson. <laughs> Check my Twitter from last night. Saturday the 14th, I was watching the Jeffersons. I the saw that. Too. I kid y'all not. Okay. When did you become your grandfather, if I remember correctly, right? <laughs> yes. But I'm looking forward to... I wish it was longer but she booking busy y'all i wish no nah, i don't wish i'm working at night Hell, nah. well it's, <laughs> I, I read something in soap opera digest that um like i think ron is open to possibly getting marla back if they can yeah so albert, this- Alar, albert alar said um suggested that it went well you want to bring her back go ahead hmm. so we could see her again i'm excited for those scenes i know they're going to be fun if you missed her passions run, y'all need to get, y'all need to go see Aunt Irma because she was she was she, Aunt Stella but cooler. That clip yeah. I saw, oh my god, <laughs> it was so, so good. Like she was so good, she was so good. So I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing her do her thing. And like if you watch two two seven, you know that Marla and Jack Hay are like magic together. So. We're and Raven in- and Sal have been raving about her. Like mm-hmm. they loved working with her. So I'm really excited to see her on our screens. So we don't have to wait too long. But uh, there is one last item of news that we must discuss before we get into our story recap. Uh, this, is Christmas- <laughs> this is the Christmas <laughs> present that nobody fucking asked for. Mm-hmm. But apparently, Missy Reeves will be reprising the role of Jennifer Horton for Christmas. Y'all, I'm about to lose my shit. Go and this off. is like the biggest lump of coal one could find in their stocking for Christmas. Well, I'm back to you, not caring about Jennifer. You, I mean, listen, okay. I, I loved, I'm a classic J&J fan. I love my Jack and Jennifer, but 
Missy Reeves' political standpoint ruined her for me. And I am not happy about this. I wish I could be. I wish I could separate real from real, but I can't. And I just, you have Emmy winning Katie McLean, who won an Emmy for your show for playing, for playing this role. And yet you're going to royalty. do this. It's not like, it's, it's, it's not like, you know, Katie is somebody they found in the in parking the, lot. Exactly. Shady. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I said it. <laughs> okay. You know, this is this is not Frank Valentini. She's not parking lot Peter, okay? <laughs> the sad thing is, I wish I could say I, it was, I wish I could say it was Melissa's political standpoint that made me not care about her in this role. The moment she came back, I didn't get it. Like I was, I was waiting to get it, and I just didn't. So when Katie came in, I was like, "Okay, I get it. I, this is the sweet Jennifer Rose I was told about." Mm. But this, yeah, I'm not excited. I'm not. <laughs> we we better let Michael go before he explodes. Yeah, go. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna mute myself. Same. <laughs> y'all, y'all. You know what? Pissy Reeves, you trick ass Delta variant ass bitch. How? How? Whose decision was this? Why? I, I really want to know. Why did y'all bring that bitch back to my screen? Katie McClain literally just won an Emmy for y'all people. What more do y'all want? What? What? Pissy Reeves? I never thought I would hate somebody more than I hate Dr. Taylor fucking Hayes. But ooh, you evil, bigoted racist ass bitch I can't stand you oh my god you got that man fired because you was taking dick and now you just ruining everything about this fucking soap I can't stand your adulterous ass allegedly I'm gonna put that in we ain't trying to get sued by your bitch ass because you're you a fucking bitch bro I can't stand you back to the podcast y'all Oh, okay, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> nice at all. I swear, ever since this news dropped, this has been the worst week ever, bro. Ugh. It dropped on Monday, too. Like, I woke up to it Monday morning and I was like, mm, okay. It, it, it was like the plague. <laughs> Damn. If you need like, money that bad, hop your ass and Chick fil A drive through, bro. <laughs> And, and the thing Katie is, McClain, she doesn't, she doesn't never need the money. Back now. I mean, back. with, with as many times, listen, as, as many times as Kate Manzi and Marcy Miller have switched roles back and forth, never say never. But to me, it's a slap in the face because I just want to avoid for y'all ass. But I don't think Katie's going to view it as a slap in the face because I don't think she ever expected to be asked back. I don't think she expected the reception to be as warm as it was either. That too. So if if they came calling she would absolutely do it and let's and let's not forget Brandon Beamer was recast as Sean they brought Jason Cook back for the 50th anniversary and then immediately brought Brandon Beamer right back so just because Missy Reeves is back for Christmas does not mean that Katie McLean can never come back she don't deserve to hang that ornament <laughs> we went from Jennifer Rose to Jennifer Ho <laughs> oh lord it, 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 it's a slap to our face because we really just started liking the character again. <laughs> we really did. 
I think everyone started like when Katie jumped into their role, we all breathed a sigh of relief. We can like this character again. She yeah. took us back to the 90s, bro. 80s. That was our Jennifer Rose. And she is still my Jennifer Rose. Fuck pissy breeze. <laughs> Do you know how bad you have to be? I know she's a fictional character, but I cannot stand that bitch, Dr. Taylor Hayes, with my whole being. <laughs> Do you know how bad you have to be to go above that on my list? Ugh. Now, we'll never get Michael E. Knight on this damn show. Oh, my God. Well, that, that was <laughs> happening anyway. That was, that, was, that was your pipe dream. I know. I just had to get a little light into the podcast because... <laughs> I think we all got a little heated. Like, I don't think we've ever all just been like completely pissed at yeah. what. <laughs> and I hate feeling this way because, like, I am the biggest Jack and Jennifer fan in the world. Like, if you go back and look at the Days '89 tag, they were literally the only thing that saved my viewing of that year because that year was hot, steaming pile of garbage, and I can't even enjoy them anymore because she's a racist bitch. <laughs> And I just, why? It, 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 you know why? the crazy thing about you all are, this? You already have one racist anti-vaxxer in your cast. You don't need to add a second racist back to the team. And, and you know the thing that's the, the craziest part about this? We're mad as hell and it's only for Christmas. So imagine <laughs> if they bring her on full time. You know what? I'm not going to lie to y'all. I might have to fly out though. What pisses me off is like Ilani will be there for Christmas. We know the twins, like real babies, will be there for Christmas. They're gonna have her playing in these black people faces. Mm, That's what, like, I'm they have kind of hoping that Lonnie and Eli hold their own Christmas this year and they're not necessarily at the Horton ornament hanging. I would be fine with that, that, to be honest. Like, for instance, I don't need, like, lemon sharing scenes with Camilla either. No. The like, only way I would accept it is, like, if Jennifer's in Lonnie's face. Oh, hi, Lonnie. Mm-hmm, bitch. And <laughs> just, like, <laughs> But, like, we know they will be there. And that's what, uh, you know. But, but the, the funny, it's the funny thing. two Christmases in a row ruined. The funny thing is, though, like, if they are in the same scenes, I'll be interested to see Lamone's face in those scenes because, yes, he's a great actor, but sometimes he really cannot hide his disdain for certain people. So it'll be interesting Listen, to see. Listen, I don't blame him. That <laughs> I don't blame, I don't blame him at all. And Jake, that was... <laughs> I don't blame him at all. Like, I 100% don't blame him at all. So I will be entertained only if we get low-key side-eye from Eli the entire time they're in her orbit, if they are. Well, we spent enough time on this because, you know, Pissy Reeves ain't worth the shit on my yard for my dog. Anyways, thank you for that, Tony. And now it's time to jump into the weekly recap. First off, how did y'all feel about this week? I think I'm going to be the only one who says this, but I fucking loved every minute of it, except for Gabby and Jake and anything Rafe and Nicole. Um, Like I previously said, it wasn't a good acting choice week for a lot of actors on the show. And the stories, uh, mm, 
Some were good, some were terrible. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. That was my feeling watching this. It was not a good return week. If I, I was just honest. about to say that it was a terrible return week. It, it was bad if I haven't seen your show in two two weeks. Two months. And yeah, I was about to say it felt like two months. Two <laughs> weeks, and I'm more invested in the shows I was watching in those two weeks. Like the first scene we saw was. It was random as fuck. It started with like Philip and Lucas in the pub. Uh, uh, it was just a weird week. No. Well, let's jump into the first story. EJ confronts Samuel about her affair and kicks her out in some spectacular scenes between Dan and Allie. She confronts Lucas and Nicole and she goes to talk to Gabby about staying in the mansion and gets kidnapped before she can. Any guesses on who took her? I have a guess. Mine is Kristen. Oh, I have one. We know your guest, Michael. Who? <laughs> who is it? Don't tell me who. Hallmark? No, it was Hannah Swenson. <laughs> anyway. Oh. <laughs> no, you know what? You know what that reminded me of? It took me right back to the gloved hand, which. Oh, yes, it did. Which was which... Patrick and EJ. So, no, I don't think it's Patrick. I think it's EJ. Yeah, I think it's either Kristen or EJ and Kristen working together. Why? Why would you kidnap her? <laughs> like, I mean, come on. Like, EJ, EJ had family think Sydney was dead. So, EJ I'm, like, pass them. I'm just trying to figure out what's the, what's the end goal for this. To pay back? Torture? Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, this is what they do. He stole her child. He stole her child. She shot him in the head. She shot him in the head. He, you know, their <laughs> dynamic is like toxic, like unhealthy yeah. toxic. So yeah. it, the, it wouldn't surprise me if it was EJ. I tried to like, like pause and see if it was a man's hand or a woman. I couldn't really. Back love it was really hard to tell, and she dropped her. It was necklace. looking very manly. Yeah, so if it's a woman, I'm going to be. But it was, I think it was probably just it, it was probably a guy at the time because it was probably the stunt stunt coordinator who did it, like who actually filmed it. But that doesn't. But and it was probably a lackey. So it probably wasn't even like the real person behind the kidnapping. So it's going to be interesting to see um, where they go with this. And it's interesting that Johnny comes into town like a week later. Like that's, she probably, just, that's probably why he shows up. Yeah, because yeah, because I know Allie's going to start wondering where her mom is because she's going to go talk to John and Marlena. So I wonder if she reaches out to Johnny and that's what makes him come home. Yeah, because they were on the phone when the when Lucas took the um, letter out the fire. So they, he's obviously been in contact with her. So for her to just d- drop off the face of the earth would be weird. Yeah, but the scenes were good. Um Sammy lies when the truth will do. He was like, just tell me the truth. And she was like, okay, and she did. I'll tell but... you this truth. <laughs> no, the part that got me though is when EJ turned around and she was like, so you and Lucas having sex in the dungeon, that was the only time. So he pulls out the letter is he reads it off, basically telling her that he knew about the time of John and Marlena's guest room. And the way that Allison Sweeney slumped in that chair, like <laughs> he knocked the wind out of her, 
was the greatest acting choice I have seen in a long time. Both were so were good. good. They were good. And like Sam and Ali, they do have chemistry. I don't do. not romantic. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's romantic. I think it's romantic, but they are they have adversarial together. chemistry. Yeah. They are good together. They're gonna be and, fun exes. And like the the scenes with him and Lucas were good. Oh yeah. When he called what he did rape, I was like, yes, finally. Lucas, finally they acknowledge it. And the fact that they're acknowledging that that's how they started really makes me think that EJ and Sammy are not going to be the couple anymore. Yeah, I think they're done. Because the entire time they tried to make them the be all end all couple, they tried to downplay what happened in that car. What I did like laugh or enjoy was when Sammy was like, it only happened once. And like, we saw little, literal flashbacks. And <laughs> the time she did not tell him about it. Yes. <laughs> yep. Oh, Sammy. That's why I love her. She's such a mess. Oh, okay. She's, and and it's talk- consistent too. Okay, That's the thing. About- had she just as, wait, had she picked the right moment, the right affair, she probably would have been saved because he didn't know about anything else. And then she, my thing is, in her head, Sammy is smiling to me. How was Kristen supposed to know they fucked in the dungeon? She only knows about the time of John and Marlena. So she but, she, but he didn't, I don't think she I don't think she knew about the letter. All he said was that I know about you and Lucas. So now she's trying to scramble. Well, okay, I can tell him about the time of the dungeon and spin it that we were dying. As long as he doesn't know about the first time, I'm good. And then it was after she said that that he busted oh, out the letter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't know he had access to the letter yet. Okay. It wasn't, uh, that's how he, cor- it wasn't until after she lied that he's like, well, bitch, I got you. Okay. I want to talk about my favorite part of these scenes the Nicole and Sammy scenes. Right. Oh. didn't need to be there. No, they could have just they could have just drop kicked his ass right out of the apartment, and that would have been fine. Okay, I want to talk about the part. Where... <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna mute your mic. I mean, he's not wrong, but go ahead, Michael. Anyways, <laughs> um, the scenes between Nicole and Sammy, the part that really stood out to me is when Sammy was berating her. And Nicole blurts out, do you think if I would have found that letter before you ruined my marriage that I would have told on you? I would have kept your secret. And again, Allison Sweeney made another brilliant acting choice. You could literally see Sammy shrink two inches because she. I think she finally had a realization like, damn, this bitch does not give a fuck about me, but she gives a fuck about my brother enough to not drop the dime on me. And yep, I wrote yeah. that. Sammy is her own worst out. enemy. Exactly. Yes. I've hurt my brother and embarrassed him in front of my entire family when this bitch actually cared. Me and her would never be, you know, that little shrink said so many words. And to me, that was just a golden scene. I wish Sammy hadn't been kidnapped so she can face the repercussions of that as well. Yeah, because the fact and, that she's the fact that she's been kidnapped is gonna whitewash what she did and, before she left. And to be honest, I think it's probably about four people who I feel that would get in her ass about that. That would be Allie, Marlena, Belle, even though she doesn't need to, because look at her history, but still 
Isabel mm-hmm. and Roman. So I'm waiting for her to return so she can get her just deserves on that. And can we talk about the Lumi scenes too? Like, oh God, I love me a good Lumi fight. Like that was just so good. Cause like she knew where where the letter came from. And I and this is gonna sound crazy, but I did like that she blamed, like in a way, said you wanted to do this on purpose because she like she knows Lucas so well and she knows that like he at least would have thought it for a minute. And he, he's like, Yeah, I did but I loved you enough that I wasn't actually going to do it. And like their goodbye. Oh, like he, he took his, he took his shot and she's so angry at him that she wasn't going to jump into his arms, but you can see their love and chemistry is still there. And I'm calling it now. Lucas is going to be the one who saves her. Well, I just want to say this, this week has honestly been the culmination of all of Sammy's shit. The, since she's been back, coming home to roost. Yeah. And I think that's something that has been missing from soaps in a while. And it was so enjoyable to watch. Yeah. It, especially considering I'm watching Classic Days. Oh, yes, me too. And she's doing the same exact shit that she was doing 25 years ago. And the only thing different is like nobody was like, everybody called her on a crap back then when they found out. But now... Now... It, it is going somewhere. I think now she feels that shrink she did at Nicole's apartment. I think she's actually going to feel something this time. I feel like we're about to see a shift in Shannon. She's still going to be messy, but now I think there's going to be a change. I don't know. Maybe. I'm, I'm excited to see how they bring her back when they bring her back. She was on set filming um, around Thanksgiving, but I'm sure she's probably going to be back a little bit before then. Because uh, she was only, I think they only did this uh, long enough for Allie to go off to Vancouver to film uh, the latest Hallmark movie that ironically just came out last Sunday. Nope, she could. <laughs> <laughs> These scenes, I wasn't really. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Wait. I just want to say this. Back to my thought, I was just saying, I think Sammy might change mainly because y'all know Lucas got that act right. <laughs> I could see her going from being deliberately messy to messy, unintentionally for, messy, unintentionally yeah. and messy for good for good reasons, well intended reasons. That was her with Lucas. <laughs> I'm saying I can see her going from that, from deliberately messy to being that. Lord, Lucas gave her that dang lang, and she became the PTA leader. <laughs> <laughs> what really annoyed me this week, like I wasn't feeling. As a Lumi fan, I wasn't enjoying their scenes up until like the last scene they shared. I I felt like the acting was a bit off. And I enjoyed what they were saying, but I didn't enjoy hearing it because uh, it was a bit off for me. But yeah, I'm curious to see who took her. That that has me really intrigued. Like I I want to know why and who. I think like I said I think it's EJ. But yeah. Anyways, one last thing before we move on. I love how Gabby Hernandez has become Monica Quartermain to this show. But Monica don't leave her house like a dumbass. Yeah. She would have had all their asses stand up to say man. <laughs> Let's move on. She once sent the Quartermains to Kelly's. Exactly. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> That she was the genesis of Pickle Lila, right? 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, she also would have sent Harold all the ass too. <laughs> Retire Harold, please. Anyways, next story. Nicole tells Rafe about the split from Eric and sleeping with Xander, and he is there for her. Ava sees this and is not pleased. Do y'all think this is going to lead to her becoming the mobster boss again? Hope so. Shoot God, I up, hope Ava. so. Shoot them bitches up, please. I'm tired of this. I don't care. No, just kill Rafe. Leave Nicole out of this. Because this, Honestly, I mean, the, because, the because Nicole thing, the Rafe Nicole thing is only going to get worse from here because next yeah. week he's fucking feeding her in bed while holding Duke the bear. Oh, Listen, geez. you guys, I cannot pay attention to you. Like, I've stopped paying attention. I fast forward the Rafe and Nicole. I can't. I don't mind Rafe. But good lord, this is just awful. So yeah, I'm gonna mute myself. You guys can go off. Cause the thing is, I don't mind him either. It's just that they. Don't, I'm sick of him being they, Captain they Saver. Yeah, they don't know what yeah, to that. do. They don't know what to do with him at all. Yeah, that's all. always the thing with Rafe. It's he did it with Hope. He did like it with Jordan. Jordan. Him and Jordan work. He yeah, didn't work with him and Jordan. But still, I'm saying it's a common thread. Way he never gets a woman on his own. He did it with Kate. He did it with Hope. He, did he loves a woman. Yeah, he does love a woman that he has to save and build. He, he, he likes a project. Sammy. He's the John McBain of Salem. And it's exhausting. Get so literally because he started out as an FBI agent and then became a cop. It's literally the same. <laughs> like, which makes God. sense because I think Dina introduced. Dina introduced John McBain, and I'm pretty sure Dina was writing when Rafe was introduced, so it actually makes why, a lot of sense. That's a reason why none but one of his couple, well, two if you count Sammy, but I never really saw why that was a fan base. That, that was mainly off of Sammy's pool. But anyways, one and a possible of his couplings have been successful because they're never off their own merit. Each time they are coming off of a successful couple, aside from Kate and Jordan. It, it, I feel like they don't know how to use him. They don't. They have because a, even as to why they brought him back. Because he's besties with Ken Corday. Oh God. I mean, it's literally why. Ken when you're golfing, friends. When you're golfing <laughs> buddies with the executive producer, you can get your job back real quick. Well, at least we didn't find him on the parking lot. I just, they don't know how to, they don't know how to use him correctly. They don't utilize him in areas where he shines near enough. Like the only time I can really tolerate him at this point is in scenes with Gabby. Like I like when they play on the Gabby Rafe family connection that works, but he and Ava could have worked, but they have defanged Ava and turned her into the chef Boyardee mistress of House Fernandez. They didn't even have to do all that. They didn't even have to do all that. They could have gotten her out the mob and just made her a scheming. Yeah, I don't a, understand why a they small scheming woman. Like, I don't understand why they don't feel like there's space between Grandpa Sean Killer and Chef Vitali. Like, there's a whole <laughs> <laughs> see. Y'all pick gray area between there that they can work with, and they just don't. <laughs> I want to put an asterisk here because y'all come up with better names for her than what I've been calling her. I've been calling her Miss Fine and the M word, but <laughs> but uh, 
it didn't have to be this way. And Luke Kirk, I, you know, I listen to um, Daytime Confidential every night before bed, all the old episodes, it doesn't matter, I don't care. And Luke brought this up a couple of months ago. <sighs> Crap, I can't remember the word. But they don't have the right archetypes anymore. There's so few and far between now. There's no, they try to make everyone a gray character. But Ava already was a gray character and they took everything that made her gray and turned her into Holly Homemaker. But here's the thing. They don't have directly good girls or villains anymore. Everyone now is a gray character. No, I'd say Allie's a good girl because Allie hasn't done anything yet, but we know it's coming. But it hasn't happened yet. So Allie, I would say, is a good girl. Because quite honestly, next week, her and Chanel can fall in the bed. Now she's characterized as a great character. No, I still th- I still think that that moment from that promo is a dream. So, no, I'm just saying. I'm wait, so who, wait, whose dream would it be? <laughs> Mine. I, honestly, I think Allie's. Yeah, I, don't, I, think I mean, I mean, granted, it looked like Chanel was checking Tripp's ass out when he went to go get changed the other day, but um, I I do think it's Allie's dream. And, and this shows that we don't give a fuck about race in the car. No, we don't. No. We don't. I don't, think, I don't think anybody was riding that train. They're like 10 years too late with that train. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. like were it would have happened were, in the place of Daniel Jonas. Yes, exactly. Because they were interesting. With, yeah. When Rafe was helping her hide her pregnancy from EJ. But then she got, she started becoming sexually addicted to Daniel Jonas while pregnant. And it just, it went. went. I hated that so much. Me too. It it was so gross. The weird thing is I remember how much I liked the idea of Rafe and Nicole then. That's the weird part. Now they make my skin crawl. Like, I don't like this. And you know what? The the same thing that happened with Rafe and it's the same thing that happened with Rafe and Hope too, because I could have been open to them prior to them doing Hope and Aiden. No, prior to when Bo came back and then he died. Well, no, 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 no. But for no, this is for me. Like I kind of wanted them to go the Rafe Hope route all the way back in 2014 before Daniel Cosgrove came on the first time. Wait a minute. So you like Hope and Aiden? I, I kind I of did until everything I, went sideways. Exactly. I, I and uh-uh, See, that's I, show killer. I could never get into it. They bored me to tears. And uh, their stories were terrible, but I did see chemistry between Christian and Daniel. But then what happened with Chase and Sierra ruined that for me. Because I'm sorry, I'm not going to date my daughter's rapist's father. Not going to fucking happen, no matter how bad Christian Alfonso may have wanted it to. She's been pissy ever since then. And then, and they, then ruined, they ruined the one good pairing she had post Bo. <laughs> was that a good pairing though because that was always show killer to me well the thing is people love they were popular though like very popular i didn't like them but i remember a lot of people loved them Uh, me too uh, show killer (laughs) i mean there were there are still hope and aiden fan accounts i don't know why they still exist but they do what Uh, yeah you know what let's move on to the next story (laughs) before ava signed nicole and ray she had an odd conversation with jack jake jake yeah and you finally get confirmation that mob that the mob was working for but he was working for the battalion crime family which means the mob may be coming to say it has to right like that wasn't that wasn't just um 
ran like that wasn't just a random scene for no reason like they literally went out of their way to confirm what i thought a year ago because back when all that mob shit was happening last may and june i said they would be really smart to tie this to ava and it took them a year but they did it yeah i think they started laying the groundwork when didn't wasn't charlie from philly yeah yeah so they started it it's just they're finally confirming it and i had thought that they might have made jake charlie's father that's kind of where i thought this was going to go at one point but they made that evident that that wasn't the path they went down but glad we're getting a little bit more backstory and like exploration of who jake is did you see chemistry with ava and jake because i did that's what i was gonna say like i know that you know jake gabby stands please like y'all gonna come for me but i am just I saw a spark there. It's the I idea did too. I did too. I mean, like, I, I'm just gonna say it. I don't think Jake and Gabby have, like, Camilla and Brandon have chemistry under Jake and Gabby. That's just my take. Dynamic is different. The characters with each other are different. So I haven't seen any type of chemistry with them this time around, which is weird because they had a lot of chemistry before, but. It happens. I think it's the writing, right? For right it's the now. writing. They don't know how to. They don't know how to write Jake because out, outside like, of not being Stefan, he's not Stefan. But they're writing. Yeah. Him like they that. also don't know what the fuck they're doing with Gabby because this is the other half of the recap. <laughs> that I, like, what, yeah. Michael? Do you want to touch on that before we delve into this? The rest well, of that segment. Well, okay. To answer your question, do I think the mob is coming to Salem? Considering all the cars that's in the hand right now. All I have to say is do 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 do. Can somebody clue me in on what theme song he's humming, please? Yeah. That's General Hospital. Oh. <laughs> the, the one we haven't heard in years, but that, that's it. That's my General Hospital theme song. That was that was General Mafia, as people used to call it. <laughs> When Guza was the running mob them up. Is coming to town. We might as well get Guza on step, goddamn. I mean, you got Tamra Braun, Brandon Barish, Mob Ties. Come on now. And then we got the old GH right head writer. Yeah, but when he was at GH, the mop, well, no, the mop was kind of heavy-ish yes, during they, his tenure. Yes, they yeah, were. Good, like, nah, we mm, mm. His mob was more family yeah. and family drama oriented than the actual mob itself. Like, if we're going to call a thing a thing, and I have, I've said this about, because, like, when GH, when their mob took off, every other show decided they needed a mafia storyline. No one else did it well. I'm just going to call a thing a thing. Because, like, yeah. uh, One Life to Live had that terrible, like, Santi. The Santi? <laughs> oh, that was oh, terrible. Was this around everybody else's mob? It, it was not hidden. Like Guiding Lights mob, it, it had it not. Basically, the only thing we got out of that was Danny and Michelle. Everything else was awful. Like, as the world turned, like, nobody's mob stories hit except for GH's. That is the only show that's been able to make the mob a central focal point of the show and it'd be successful like with days we've always had mob elements but it's never never been, been fully mob because i remember yeah. back in like 2008 or no nine uh when tony died 
quote unquote died. Didn't we have some sort of mob mob story at the time? It wasn't really mob, but yeah, I mean, you also had that thing in 2003, I think was kind of mob related when Sean was like low key working undercover for the ISA with that Maya chick. But, but I, I, I get what Dylan's saying though. Yeah, so I uh, yeah. always had ties to the mob. I mean, Philip. Days has been the more decapitated. So. is a mob boss. Yeah, and Stefan, they kind of. Stefan became Oost as a mob boss and then he became this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's always been like it's always we've always been mob adjacent. We've never really been a mob so big. Mafia heavy. Yeah, yeah we've not ne- that's never really been us. And I I don't know that we need to be know that we're built for that. Well, yeah. <laughs> we're both their friends, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know that we're built for that. Yeah. So we're gonna look that story up in prayer and we'll tune into GH Salem style. With John Black walking <laughs> off at the end of the theme song. <laughs> Next story. And that was the best theme song of GH, by the way. Next story. <laughs> Gabby has started her ridiculously random plan to destroy Philip at time and then argues with Jake over who would be the CEO and then go home to have sex where Jake basically had the bed to be on top. Like, I don't understand what the fuck this whole story is. I don't so understand stupid. what the fuck they're doing. Where did they like, come from? It, out the ass. Yeah, literally, out of their ass. It literally, out of their ass. I can like, already see where this is going. They're going to make them the Boris and Natasha of this show. But this is just... And I mean, is Victor dying? Because that's the only way either of them is going to be running tight. I mean, we're going to see Victor... Anytime soon. This fall. And doesn't like, yeah. Victor always have the last say in this anyway? He yes. does. And I don't know what kind of glue that Gabby is sniffing that makes her think that even if Philip fucked up, that he wouldn't cho- that he would choose her. That's very bro. The white substance he's sniffing probably ain't the glue. only time I remember <laughs> someone outside of the Kyokis family being CEO was Chad. And he was that temporarily and that was weird. because but he was only you, that temporarily because of like Sonny had like uh, right that was after the sexual harassment thing. Yeah, Leo. exactly. Oh yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah, Sonny appointed him, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he was temporarily. I mean, Kate and Victor. That makes sense. Like no. Gabby would literally be the last person that he would ever pick, and he damn sure is not going to pick Jake. He would laugh Jake, his Jake ass is off. That alone is going right? to disqualify him from that job. So, so I, this basically tells me they're going to do all this, and they're going to have egg on their face at the end. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. At this point, it feels like they're writing the scene, writing the story to ha- just to have John Aniston laugh what? loudly. What? <laughs> I don't, no, I'm still I, like waiting I, on him with them tomatoes. I'm still waiting. I like I said, I don't get Jake and Gabby at all. And like, the entire conversation that they had about him not wanting to work under her, like it was just icky. And then how they went from that to banging each other, I don't understand. Well, that, even go to college. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I don't get the ship. Like, I don't you know what? I might be able to buy this. I might. It would be a stretch, but I might be able to buy this if Xander were still in charge. But there is no universe in which Victor does not pick Philip. I don't care if Philip burns tight into the ground. I mean, Victor even if even if ashes and give them to him. 
Like even if Victor had to oust Philip for whatever reason, he would the Gabby and Jake would be the last two people on planet Earth he would ever pick. I mean, Victor was willing to steal Sean's child and let Philip like Philip is his that that is his golden boy. That is the child he always wanted. Philip is the like Victor's through line has always been, I want a child that can be my heir and I want to raise this child the way that I could not raise Bo and Isabella. Philip is the apple of his eye, no matter how much he disapproves of Philip. He loves Philip. Yeah, like the only rival that there's ever, that I can ever really see for Philip would be Justin. And Justin has been very, very clear for decades now that he does not want that. Well, now it could well, be Sunny with Sunny coming back because well, I will I, say Brady, but it it would take a lot to make that go back into place. Honestly, yeah. I think it, I think it's going to be Sunny because with Zach Tinker coming into the role, I can see him as a corporate raider type Kariakis more so than I could Freddie. Damn, I can't call him Matlock no more. Would you? <laughs> I can't call Freddie back like, now. Like, no, you don't. To, going back to the story. <laughs> I'm kind of annoyed because I enjoyed the Fabby friendship and I still don't understand why Gabby's doing this. I don't understand it either, except for the fact that she wants to make Jake uh, happy and the fact that she's throwing a decent friendship under the bus for a man who treated her like shit. I just why? It baffles me. Like he, his Philip is not, not perfect. Philip is not. messy. I love him as messy, but he has not. Why? Why won't they just bring Chandler? Right? Like, Seriously, he's right there. He has not done anything for Damn. Gabby. He's let Carly he's and Johnny Sakara get back together. Like, now, <laughs> it, it would have made sense if Gabby found out that Philip was for some reason sh- sabotaging Gabby. Shit. Yeah. Because remember, there was that little snafu they had with the baby doll clothes, which she managed to turn around. But if, if Gabby had found out that Philip was sabotaging Gabby Chic for whatever reason, like say he wanted to sabotage Gabby Chic to give basic black the leg up to impress Chloe, then that would at least give her motivation to do this. Yeah, she has no reason to do this. Like, like I said, he was... He was always supportive to her and like a good friend to her. I'm not like saying they were best friends, but it's still like kind of annoying because I enjoy them. And now I'm like, okay, so they're going to ruin this friendship too. Okay. There's nothing I can enjoy when it comes to Gabby now. So she left him with blue balls and he didn't hate her. That should be yeah. enough. <laughs> okay. What? You know what? We're going to move on. <laughs> I he was very, so he was very much, understanding. I he caught was. so much hell for that clam chowder comment. Because, sir. <laughs> it, it, was, it was the context of that comment, sir. Not necessarily the comment itself. I don't think I could ever say I anything that say, disgusting. I could <laughs> even talk about Leslie Charleston on the talk about No, No, but that was only because that was offensive. That's, no, that's what we're not going to do. But yeah. you can get away with that. It was, what I what, what I what I said was in what had to do with the stories that we well, just I saw. Had, this ain't had to do with the story. No, no, no. It didn't. <laughs> that, you, that was a you and you guys. Damn. Next story. Anyways, <laughs> Philip on the flip side confronts Chloe about ditching him for Brady and tells her that he did what he did with the letter. She mm-hmm. is fine with him and assures Philip that he is the one she wants. 
allegedly. This is the first time I've actually enjoyed Philip and Chloe scenes since this supposed triangle was kicked off. Really? Me too. Me too. Here's what I love. Chloe finally had a voice. She wasn't quiet. She wasn't she wasn't well, yeah, told when Philip crossed that line about about Brady's bed and she she, but she, she was like, apologized. What the fuck did you just say? Yeah, yeah, yeah I love exactly. that. Like she she called him out on it and he was like, you know what? I'm sorry. That was like going too far like when I, he said we're not in high school anymore i have to grow up and trust you i was like finally yes see that was an anvil for me <laughs> <laughs> uh, now that could have been an anvil but i did enjoy the dynamic in those scenes yeah like I, I like i was watching and they're good together they're pretty much always good together but i was just like she is lying to this man through her perfect teeth but the thing is, I think she's <laughs> lying to herself too. Yeah, like she did. <laughs> I, I think she wants to believe the words that she's saying, but then she's going to get around Brady, and everything's going to fly out of her head. I mean, it was it was like Jinx Monsoon from RuPaul's Drag Race delusion. Oh. Convince yourself. I mean, to <laughs> me, those scenes, like like scenes prior, I I would have agreed. Yeah, she sounded insincere, but this scene all of these scenes, she actually sounded genuine. Like, sounded like she was saying what she wants to be true. Not not necessarily what she feels deep down. But I also kind of love that she was fuck Sammy. Oh, I love that both of them were like, (laughs) yes, like, they were enjoying it. And this is what I'm talking about. Messy. I love them both as messy. And they were just having a good time <laughs> roasting. <laughs> the little smirks and like flirty smiles, like as much as I love Chloe and they are my heart, like that is where I want this eventual ship to end. I really did enjoy this dynamic and it kind of gave me a little bit of old school flowy feels, which I haven't really felt since this supposed triangle has kicked off because Philip's attitude has royally pissed me off the lack of voice for chloe has royally pissed me off and both of those issues were were at least for the moment resolved in these scenes and i was able to enjoy them i mean i think the the reason why it like fans have a hard time connecting with chloe not not chloe fans but like other fans is because it was one-sided and i still think it's going to be one-sided but this week was actually a good enjoyable flowy week i i have nothing to complain about like i did prior what did you guys think michael and nick i, I didn't really feel anything so it's this story um philip came off like a dick in the very beginning questioning her so i just kind of toned out but see i i understood why he was angry though because like she did invite him to that anniversary yeah. party and then she basically which she shouldn't have which she shouldn't have but she did and since she did she then proceeded to spend not one single Ignore second with him, him, spent the entire time with Brady, and then left to go check on Brady and basically left him on read. Like, she basically ghosted Philip the entire night, and Philip is the one she's dating. So I'm glad Philip called her on it. And I was and glad that Philip had his head. Huh? I, that should have been a giant clue by four upside the head for him, though. And, yeah. But I, I, like, what it was, they. It's like what you say is one thing, but when what you say and what you do are polar opposites, like, like 
speak louder than but it also like made me think all of the right things but then she goes and she does i mean he he's he's believing her at face face value because like, i think that's what he wants to do yeah. but also to this also addresses- if you were to like mistrust her like he said he said he needs to grow up what he did the last time the, the thing he did wrong the last time was to mistrust her but now he i think since he has shown like self-awareness he has like stopped trying to speak for her he did that a while ago so it hasn't been an issue like he has been honest in this story i i don't like how they're writing philip generally or flowy or broy or brady like i have an issue but currently i don't see a big issue with philip and it it also too for me like we we've been complaining that the um triangle is one-sided but now i think that that's intentional like i don't think it was a it was like a bias so much as they are intentionally making this one-sided so that philip can call her on it because if it was just Oh, like they're not that. trying to pretend it does it, it doesn't exist it completely exists and they're playing into it and i kind of like that if they're going to do it that way at least they're acknowledging it and trying to play into it and make it a beat in the story i mean it should not be it shouldn't be but since it is if it if it's going to be like third party angst. like i love chloe but, but if he's going to be used he deserves better for the time being until chloe gets bored i don't know so yeah but like i said this week was a good flowy week like well then i guess we'll move on to the next story oh Oh, god (laughs) 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 i love it yeah i i i saved these i I put these three towards the end because i know you guys aren't going to be thrilled with any of them hmm Steve tells Jack that Gwen was running drugs with Snyder and he confronts her. He asks her if she killed Snyder and before she could say yes, Xander confesses. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care about I don't the story. I get, I get Xander's motivations. I just hate this story. It's boo. Because it's all dumb boo. as fuck. Like, it's all dumb as fuck. Wake me up when the story's over because I want to enjoy Xander and Gwen. I cannot like- do it. Why couldn't they just keep Sarah on canvas, put him and Sarah together, and then have him lusting after Gwen because she's appeals to his bad boy instincts? Like, why do we have to do this? Like, this is dumb. Like, it's- and even if they were going to put Gwen and Xander together, why did they have to go the stupid, crappy murder cover up? Like, because even if he, even him knowing about Snyder and the drug running was fine. Where this story completely went left and has never went back is the dead body cover-up that wasn't necessary. At all. Like, this death... No one cares. It ha- yeah, it, exactly. It has no <laughs> literally impact. hasn't been on screen in a month, and nobody gave a candy-coated damn, as Dylan likes to say, it about was- it, because literally, it showed back up on screen Friday, and we were all like, oh, this still exists. Yeah, I mean, like... I genuinely forgot about it. Yeah, same. But I meant to say, like, um, Dr. Snyder, like, his death has no impact. He has no family members in town. Nothing like that. So I don't give a fuck about about this story. When it ends, that's when I'm going to care about Xander and Gwen. Because I, they're wasting their chemistry. And they have chemistry. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Gwen bounce check. (laughs) (laughs) 
it was coming. I knew it. But, uh, so but now I, I will I'm give Emma. Oh, like I'm sorry. we're just kind of wait, and we're still waiting because the, like, yeah, he knows about the dreads. Now he still doesn't know how she got wrapped up into that, and he still doesn't know she lied through her teeth about Abby. Yeah, well, that's all probably going to come to a head so this fall like, when Marcy comes back. Yeah, because... that's what I was going to say. Like, Wait, we're I... in this holding pattern until Abby returns because they can't do any of those reveals without her. I and knowing forgot that... that he didn't know. Oh, my God. Yeah, he has yeah. no idea. Yeah. He, yeah. He that's knows that he that's knows why Xander that lied. He knows that Abby didn't push her, but she he doesn't know that the baby was already gone when she fell down those stairs. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. That, that's why that's why that's why I, I will lot. give Emily O'Brien. So I will give Emily O'Brien her flowers though, because I want to care about this character, but I don't. It's always gonna be fuck her. I mean have she you killed noticed, Laura Horton till I get that. How, have you noticed how like Jack treats both Xander and Gwen as his children and not like adults. Like, yeah, we know Gwen is his daughter, but like, uh, yeah, I don't know. He treats them like he's babysitting. Yeah, and it's so weird. <laughs> it's just, it, it's all weird, and like, I just, I don't understand. He was reading the fuck out of Gwen, though. He was. Was. He, was. he was. He was. He was dragging. But, <laughs> but honestly, it's, it's too little too late when you... This week. When you spend the last six months defending a known liar, like, and then you find out that the known liar did, in fact, actually lie, and you chose to be boo-boo the fool and believe her, well, then the egg is on your face, sir. I genuinely, I genuinely think Gwen was about to confess, and that's why Xander lied, because mm-hmm. he was like, I don't know, this is going to hurt. He thought this is going to hurt Jack more than anything, so I'm just going to just take the blame for this. See, when I and when he flashed back to what he told her, what what she told him, I honestly thought he was doing it to protect Gwen. That was the vibe I got. It could have been both. But I will say I did remember Gwen lied because she was afraid of losing her relationship with Jack. Right. So it, 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 it kind of felt like he was doing it to protect her more than to protect him. But I will say I did like the scenes with Gwen and Xander, like when she found out about what he did and like that she called him stupid. And like how he's not going to be able to be hired, like be hireable anymore. And like, then he says, well, I got a million dollar payout. And like their banter back and forth was actually kind of awesome. And I could get into it. It's just, I did not know. I didn't appreciate how Gwen was just calling Sammy by her first name. Like she knows her. What would she call her? Samantha Demera. That <laughs> yeah no, that's not how that works. <laughs> going to say Sammy like you know me. Ugh. That's probably what the article said. Sammy. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you know something else that bothered me? Why the hell was Steve Johnson here? You know why he was Jack hired him. Jack hired cameo. Him. No, that and wasn't a cameo. That was, that was a I cameo. A, that was I have an episode guarantee, so I have to air, so I don't, so they don't <laughs> violate my contract. That's what that shit was. But Jack did actually ask him to look into this a month ago. And apparently it took him that long to figure. I mean, not really, because the team might break, as well but- have Jack Ryan to play that damn role. I mean, it's Steve, so yeah. How, how quick it was. So. I just <laughs> that long, damn. But I just. It, I, are you, it blinked by so quick. They might as well have Jack Ryan against star. <laughs> no. Steve, you can stay home for this. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, Steve is always. Amazed. Like, Steve is always grumpy. He can stay home. Mm, no, 
just don't care. I really don't care. And this storyline is probably now my question is because we know that Emily O'Brien had scenes with AJ from the Backstreet Boys and we know that he's a prison transfer. So is she trying to bust Xander out of jail? Is she on her way to jail because this everything has come out? Like what how do we get there? Uh, Quick question while we're speaking about jail. Shouldn't Kayla Brady be in jail? So let Steve rifle around this Snyder's belongings? Mm, no, because technically she gave him access and as cheap as staff, she's allowed to do that. But isn't that like an abuse of power? Pa- no, because if technically... It, if it's tied to a criminal investigation, I don't think... He's I not think the she, police. But no. it doesn't matter. She she is the chief of staff of the hospital. Technically, any, anything in that, hosp- in that office would technically be hospital property. I feel like that's very unethical. Unethical, yes. Illegal, no. Ugh. Well, she the only hospital doctor in that damn hospital that can't fire. Next story. Don't <laughs> oh. trip me running this show. <laughs> Y'all will lose a host. Oh, Anyways. Oh, this story. Hmm. Theo and Sierra's wedding begins and the bride swap is revealed. Everyone is pissed in the man's answer. Answers. When the girls refuse, they get hauled to the station. Even under threat of the rest, Claire and Alice stay quiet. Ben's groupies. <laughs> Is, they are not Ben's groupies. Everybody's Ben's saying groupies. they're doing this. No, no. This, no. Everybody's saying no. they're doing this for Ben. They made it crystal fucking clear they were doing it for Sierra. Sierra Ben's don't groupies. want them to do this. That doesn't Ben's groupies but, need to sit the fuck down. I wouldn't call and them groupies. Groupies. They them literally are, I mean, Ali said it. She said, Sierra, Sierra is not going to be happy with you. And they know that deep down, Sierra didn't want this because she was radiating that energy long before. She was radiating that energy all morning with Allie. That's the entire reason Allie agreed to do this in the first place. This was about helping Sierra come back to herself. It had nothing to do with Ben. Anyway, Ben's groupies. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't call them groupies. I'm sorry, but that's I wouldn't what they call them groupies. I would call they, them the pips. The way so, they were... No, like... Mm, they fucking pissed me off. Like, Claire is a lost cause. She's been a lost yeah. cause for a while now. However... Allie, Alice, oh my God, I Caroline... Will- Horton. Should this is the reason. This is the reason your mother. This is the reason your mother raised hell to make sure you didn't have custody of that baby. Because you're an idiot. You're stupid. Why are you sitting in jail, spending the night in jail, while your baby is at your old ass grandfather's house? Oh no! Why the hell? Why Roman kind of stray? Because he's old. Go to go home to your <laughs> son. <laughs> you stupid anyone, idiot. Why are you running around saying? Why are you running around Salem going through hell for a dick that ain't even your that ain't even yours? You have a boyfriend at home too. You and a and a girlfriend that uh, a best friend is lusting after you. Like I'm confused. Why is she doing? You really think she's getting? She's well. First of all, she she was following Claire's lead. And Claire's um, stupid too. It's not. But the point is, it's not. it's, It's not even the thing is if Henry weren't involved, I wouldn't have an issue. The fact that you you chose to sit in jail overnight because you just want to make sure Sierra's life is okay, okay? Give me a break. This shit is terrible. This to me, uh, okay, Ali shouldn't uh, have uh, Ali shouldn't have any energy for this man. Okay. I don't care if Sierra is involved or not. 
Okay, this calm to down me kind of kind of is like when Lonnie helped Kristen. See, uh, Allie and okay, Square they helped. No, that's 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 not that's not the same. You no, know but what? Shut off the I'm just saying. The, the thing is, Allie, Lonnie, and Kristen had a relationship. Allie has doesn't have a relationship with any of them. I said Kyle. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, she has, she has speak, a relationship with Claire. No, she, so she was following Claire's lead because she literally said, if Claire's not saying anything, I'm not saying anything either. He's done. Oh, okay. 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 choice. Okay. Everybody calm down. Woo-woo. No, it was stupid, Michael. I'm not going to take it that far, but Allie, baby. I'm calling CPS on her ass. Baby. I'm I'm not gonna go that far, but oh why God. do you have something? I, I don't care if you're just doing this with Sierra. Why would you aid into the agenda of a man who I don't care what y'all say killed your brother? You should have to strangle your grandmother. Who forget both of which? Yeah, I mean, feel however you want to feel however still. you want to feel about it. But Marlena and Will both forgave Ben for that, and the fact that Mar as she said it, Marlena told her that Ben is better. She trusts her grandmother. She's trusting her grandmother's lead on this. Recently pistol whipped your cousin. Allie doesn't know him personally. Allie, but she, but she, she trusts her grandmother enough to believe that Ben is okay, which is why she's it. doing this. Recently Allie hasn't pistol been whooped sitting her with her grandma talking about like... Recently drug, tried to drug your cousin. Why would you... But again, this wasn't about helping Ben. This was about helping Sierra. And I literally said at the beginning of this, I don't care if you were helping Sierra at all. Why are you aiding the agenda agenda of someone who, again, killed your brother, tried to strangle your grandmother? I don't give a fuck if they forgave, wrote it down in the family Bible, all that shit. I don't care. He did all these things to your family. the, fact, the thing is, even if they did, I don't, I don't care if you've heard how much good that he has done. You barely know him. So why are you going off of that? You should go off of what you know, not of what you heard. It, it all comes off unnatural. That's the problem. Exactly. It, it Whether they forgave him or not, Allie doing all of this comes un, comes off unnatural for her and who she is and the life, the space she's in in her life right now. The fact, you know what also pisses me off? She has recently experienced trauma. She knows how much trauma Sierra has been through. The fact that she is willingly helping someone, someone to kidnap a person who has gone so much through so much trauma and has specifically said no it's a dumb choice and it makes her it's it's coming off really tone deaf and i hate how they handle this cuz i know like she said no like she didn't want seaben or like talk to him that's what she said but that's okay, not but- Regardless of what she said and what you may interpret it as, listen to her. So that's that's where that's the end of the conversation. It makes everyone look bad. 
Everybody looks terrible. We are we already agreed that Theo was under the bus. We already agreed that Claire was under the bus. Now Allie's just added to the list. It made sense for me for Allie because Allie spent the spent the morning before, like Allie spent time with her the night before the wedding and the morning of the wedding and basically saw what a miserable bitch Sierra was trying to convince herself that she wanted to do this. Like beyond it, but Sierra's a miserable bitch with or without her memory. Yeah. Well, see, I don't she agree there, is. but my point, no, she's not, but we're not going to get into that fight. My point is that I think Allie sees that deep down Sierra doesn't want this, and that's why she's doing it. But, it has not a damn fucking thing to do with Ben. It is about Sierra and the fact that she knows that Sierra is making a mistake, so she's I, stopping I, I her from doing that. I don't that. give a fuck about that. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't care if you don't give a fuck. That's exactly so what it is. What I hate is Sierra's Here, talk. It's not natural. Yeah, it's it's prop like propping them, and also Sierra's like Sierra's choice or voice in the matter. Like, is it is irrelevant to what they feel? She really feels. That's the way but, they operate. But also, uh, moving moving towards the the cabin stuff with ben, with Ben and Sierra, like she had the chance to leave three, four, five separate times, and she chose to come back. Every single time. But so, that's not that's not what we're talking about right yeah. now. And that's not also Allie and Claire aren't sitting there watching that. They're they're in a police station looking stupid. Looking really stupid. And Allie, I mean, I, especially I, Allie. I mean, Claire has been through a lot herself, but especially Allie, who can relate to what Sierra, Sierra has gone through and the fact that she does this willingly. I wish Sammy was here to slap some damn sense into her because she pissed me off. Belle kind of did it. She was like, y'all really going to continue sitting in jail for Ben Weston? But like that was all there was. Like there wasn't no one else is really going to say anything. I'm so glad Eli had that fucking energy. Oh, I I just wish. Well, and this this is another thing that I wish Eli had that energy, like because everybody was concerned about getting Theo's bride back to him, which makes sense because Theo is their family. I wish they would have just shown that much concern about the fact that Theo was making the choice to marry her in the first place. That was the one thing that kind of bothered me. I was like, does nobody find this choice weird? I mean, he chose to marry him. Like, like again, they're they're honoring the Sierra. Right. She chose. She chose to marry him. No, but regardless of how they feel about it, they're honoring the decisions that Sierra is making consistently. She's consistently making these choices. Why? Why are they supposed to tell her? No, you can't do that. The same way we would have a problem with Allie and where we have a problem with Allie and Claire telling her you can't do something where she's actually telling them she wants to do. We would have a problem with that. Well, I'm I'm saying that I wish that Theo could have like that somebody would have voiced their concerns to Theo like, hey, like this doesn't seem like such a good idea. And I wish that Theo himself would have told Sierra, like, I don't think this is a good idea. Like, he I wanted to mention he, he did when they first to got her. back to town. He did. Yes, he, he said it to her face. He said, I don't think we need to do this right now. We can wait. We don't have to rush into and the marriage. And she said no. She said but no. Even the morning of the wedding, he's like, I really don't want to do this. And I, I just, I wish he would have more of a spine when it comes to her and just be like, I can't do this. I That's, just, well, 
I agree with that. He's but he's never really had a voice when it comes to Sierra. Yeah. Sierra, like I said, she has steered the wheels all along. He has only gone through. I wish I wish he was strong enough to make his own choices and walk away and say, no, I can't do this. That is what I wanted for him. Theo would have to have agency in this story and they they're not going to give him that. Yeah. I also wish that this wasn't Theo at all. And I really wish that she had just come back to town engaged to a stranger. That would have been better than this. I mean, nothing about this has been good. So I wish like this story would never was a thing, but that's another discussion. Um, what else happened? Yeah, um, I like Sam, we need to cuss Ali out. Yes, I like Chanel and Trip scenes. They were oh, those were good. I did um, what else? I don't think much. Else. Oh, Chanel can cuss Ali out. Um, what <laughs> what really annoyed me was Belle using the "they're your cousins" card. Where the oh, yeah. fuck were they when Ilani had their anniversary? Hmm. Are they only uh, Eli's cousins now? When it like works for you? Well, I also think Bell was being a lawyer in that moment. No, like, but saying, like, the it, it, thing is, I didn't blame Bell. I I blame the show overall yeah. because yeah, that that's, was that's, thing. that was smart for Bell to say it as an attorney trying to yeah. get them out of but that as, stupid situation. The circumstances of people being ruined for this shit, but it came off bad. It, yeah, but it's a, it's a thing with the show overall because I remember Hope did it a while ago too. Like when before she left, she said something like, "Oh, we're family." She pulled the family card, and oh, they, because because Eli I, questioned her investigating Sierra's death. Is that what you mean? I don't even remember what it was for, but I remember it happening. And there, we're back to the place where we're complaining about they don't play up his Horton lineage until it's for a plot point. That's the that's what they do. He's not a Horton until somebody is in trouble and they need him need him to break a rule or to do something to get them out of trouble. Like it's yeah. irritating. Like he was. <laughs> I love what he said. Like this isn't a rom com, Bell. I loved, even <laughs> if that line uh, with Bell talking about like them being his cousins annoyed me, and her starting to prop Ben for a bit, kind of annoyed me as well. I enjoyed Eli and Bell scenes. I need Shell and Lonnie to interact, please. But anyway, with that said, um, Dylan. You've been quiet. So, do you have anything to say about these scenes? <laughs> Crickets. I don't give a fuck. Well, yes, we're going to move on from that. Um, Paulina decides to offer rewards to help her, which pisses Lonnie off. Everyone thinks she's overreacting, but then we get some backstory, and it all makes sense as Sal gives yet another Emmy worthy performance. I loved this, everything about this. Like, I love the fact that A, Lonnie got so pissed. Uh, and then I love the fact that Abe called her on the fact that she was kind of massively overreacting. And then we got the explanation as to why she was massively overreacting. And it all made sense. It was just so good. Well, the, the thing, one thing I do like that I didn't notice, somebody had to point it out to me. Lonnie reacted to the reward before she realized Paulina was involved she was reacting as a cop she was like this isn't this isn't good for the investigation this we can get a bunch of fake tips and then when she found out that Paulina was involved that's when she it really went over the top (laughs) but she was triggered and it makes sense because and I'm glad they gave us that on Friday because without that 
it really would have looked over the top and a bit much, but then they fleshed it out on Friday and gave us the explanation. And that is what I really loved because that made everything make so much sense. Yeah. This is one of the reasons I'm looking forward to the truth coming out and all that because Sal is so good with this type of drama. Those scenes, that was acting, that was range, that was me watching it and crying with her. That was so good. Oh, my God. It's some of the best material she's had all year. Yeah. And I, think I, I felt really bad for Lonnie. And, even, and I'm a fan. There were people that hate her, typically, that felt really bad for her. So like, they're mm. playing the right beats. So Imagine far. when the truth comes out. Oh my God. God. It's going to be, it's going to be. Uh, if Sal does not get nominated for an Emmy next year, we are rioting. Mm-hmm. And please, God, Sal Sowers, submit. Please. I, I mean, Sal, I, James, I, and Pauline, and Jackie. And everybody. everybody. I'm going to be in Sal's mentions. Please submit. Because <laughs> that scene alone, whew, she went through so many emotions, and I'm like, Finally, because all she wanted to do was go to Paris and live ha- live out her little Madeline dream. <laughs> Listen, if Which... like doesn't take Lonnie and the twins to Paris, like um, no, I still wish they were going to Paris for Beyond. Yeah, Canada. I did. I did think about that <laughs> instead of Miami. I'm like, <laughs> but now Lonnie's reactions to Paulina have been hot and cold. Um, but I remember back in April mm-hmm. when. Paulina announced that she was going back to Miami and her and Lonnie and Abe were at the um, pub and they hadn't heard from Paulina and Lonnie just starts going off. And it was a very, it was a very visceral reaction. And that's when people started like, what's wrong with her? Why is she talking about her like that? This, it makes sense. Everything makes sense. Paulina's let her down before. And I don't know if y'all grew up with around, grew up with a family member that was fun for you as a kid. But you could tell all the adults around you did not fuck with that relative. And the you only understood it once you got older. I think that's where Lonnie is right now. She loved yeah. Paulina as a kid, but the older she gets, the more she understands what? specifically why. Because she even said she didn't, didn't, she didn't want Paulina doing to the twins what she did to her. Yeah. And the thing is, when she, Paulina first showed up, she said, I didn't bother inviting her to the christening because I didn't think she would show so Lonnie has a history of being let down by Paulina already. Yeah, I think she's mentioned like she's mentioned it in the past, like in, like about Paulina showing up and disappearing. So it's not really random, but it, they are like picking it up even more now. Yeah, they're finally giving her a point of view and explaining. Yeah, the inciting but incident. we've yeah. kind of been seeing it. Like I said before, we've been seeing some sprinkles here and there. But now it's get, with full context and color. It makes way more sense. Mm, it does. I think so. when we get to the reveal, I think all of the in and out that Paulina has been doing, I think we're going to find out that that wasn't all her choice. I yeah, I'm agreed, agreed. I do agree on because that. there's also like they said it in the Olivia said it in the promo, like we had an agreement. You were never supposed to come back here. That you, was, were never, that, you weren't supposed to be around Lonnie. The fact that she settled in, like visiting is one thing. You settling in the town where she is, that's but, another. But, yeah, and I, it makes me wonder if Lonnie was actually conceived in Salem. I don't, I don't because, think that. 
No, because remember in the, in the promo, she specifically said you were not supposed to come back here. Mm. Now, unless she means when she, like when she got back to Miami, they made the agreement. She wasn't going to go back to Salem, but that was something that, that perked my attention in the promo that really wants, I cannot wait till we get full context on exactly how Paulina is Lonnie's mother, because I think it's, it's going to be very, it's going to be deep. And I, you know, and I don't think she picked, she picked Salem just because Lonnie's there. I think there's a deeper, like there's a reason there. And I think it all ties into the secret. I mean, I kind of struggle with why she picked um, Salem before, but now I kind of think it's because Lonnie's there. But like you guys said, there could be more to it. Um, I'm, I'm wondering, like the abusive ex, he's alive. They never confirmed his status, whereas right now we're operating on the fact that he's alive. Because I have a story and in my head. they mentioned him again because Lonnie never knew about the abusive ex either. Which right. that got of, me. I think he's Abe got a big ass up. mouth. Why would you elders say he can't hold water? Listen, Nick, you I said love him, something but about damn. him and Roman. I, yeah, I get why they're friends. They both talk too damn much. Like just, just sometimes just hush, sir. You didn't have to uh, like I love I love him so much, but Listen, damn, it was just so it was keep so a secret from Lonnie. <laughs> Remember the anniversary party, and she was like, "No, yeah, like- <laughs> I told y'all he can't hold Abe cannot hold water. Oh. Tell him nothing." <laughs> I and it's funny it. because back in classic days, you can actually see him holding a secret. Like, well, I mean, he's he's technically holding a secret, but his face is telling the truth. Like he knows that John <laughs> loves Marlena and he's not saying anything in my classic days, 1996 viewing. But anytime that he's in a room with John, Kristen and Marlena, even though his mouth isn't saying anything, his <laughs> face is saying everything. <laughs> So yeah, he's he's never really been one to hold in a secret, but the fact that the abusive ex keeps coming up, yeah. like yeah, it, and the part. fact that Lonnie didn't know. I have an entire story planned in my head, and I've told you half of it and half of it. Like, oh my god, this is gonna oh, this is gonna fuck Lonnie up. Now, do we think Tamara yeah, knows, or do we think that her. Olivia and Paulina did this, and Tamara doesn't even know that Lonnie's not her daughter? I think Tamara knows. Yeah, I think Tamara knows because it's her lack of explanation for keeping the secret from Abe in exactly. first place. Like, it adds up to Pauline, uh, to Tamara never telling um, Abe about Lonnie for all these years. Why would she tell him if Lonnie's not her, his son, his son, his daughter, sorry. So it kind of adds up to Pauline, uh, to Tamara lying. And then maybe, Nick, you and I talked about this. Maybe Lonnie started researching about Abe and then figured like, oh, she, my mom was dating Abe in the like late she, 80s. Like she could have just been digging into her mother's yeah, business and exactly. found a picture. Like she, it could have been as innocent as finding a picture of them Together. maybe at the wedding or at um, John and Marlena's wedding, first wedding, and or finding a picture of them together. Yeah. Like- the date is on the back because, you know, how people always use the right dates on the back of pictures. Oh, so maybe this maybe Lonnie literally just showed up in Salem, oh. assuming assuming Abe was her father. And once Tamara got there, once Lonnie got there, Tamara was like, well, shit, what, like, what can I tell her? Like Lonnie probably put the quote unquote math together and she was like, oh, OK, Abe is my father. So like she came to Salem, her first scenes were of her 
looking at an article about Abe. Yeah, I think Tamara knew. She just never told Abe about Lonnie because, like, maybe because she's not his daughter. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely think Olivia is behind all of it. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be shocked. What makes you think Olivia? What makes Olivia? Do you think come to town? The fact because that of- Pauline is back back there and actually relocated there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my. Because <laughs> I because I think Paulina came to Salem under the guise of I'm just gonna visit for the christening and I'm out. Now that she now she's dating Abe, she's making a home for herself in Salem. She's close Chan- to Lonnie. Chanel is there. Everybody's the there. There. Yeah. It's too like it's too many things converging on Salem for Olivia to not thinks all hell is about to break loose. So she's like, I gotta get here and clean this up because I know my daughter well enough to know. She ain't gonna be able to keep this secret for that long. I mean, there's a spoiler. She's almost blurting out the truth to Lonnie. So this upcoming week. So yeah. So I I had a theory that this was gonna hold until like whatever airs in November that we are assuming at this point is a Paulina Abe wedding, but we're not a hundred percent sure. I don't know if the secret's gonna hold that long. Um well, I could see it holding until Marla Gibbs' arc is up. So what I think as long as she's there, it's going to be a secret. And once it's time for her to go, that's when it's going to blow up. Yeah, and she she would have finished filming not long after all that stuff that we were talking about possibly being a wedding finished. Like, yeah. maybe like a week or so after that, maybe? So it feels like we're, like, because Abe and Paulina are already going to be reconnecting again not next, next not week. this coming week the week of the 23rd okay and he's already forgiving her so it's they're probably on a fast track to they're probably gonna love. end up fast tracking well, to the altar which is well, Lonnie the, said dad you felt Lonnie said dad you fell hard for her he did I mean how could you not but so he definitely did you, you think she won't find out the truth like up until November sweeps yeah, I feel like I feel like everything's gonna hit the fan at the wedding, because I remember, so- I remember oh like Sal, Lamone, and Raven were in that wardrobe from that wedding for like two weeks. <gasps> like, so whatever happens at that wedding, it lasts for a long time. So I, it, it feels like it's definitely um, a big reveal coming. And so bad for Lonnie and Abe, especially. Oh my God, Lonnie. Oh, this is gonna be messy. Yeah, but you wanted mess. Here we go. I do, I do, and it's in favor of Lonnie. Once, Michael, you've been quiet. I'm just letting everyone get their thoughts out. What are your thoughts about the scene? Well, I'm gonna say something. I promise y'all. Y'all will get it. Y'all will be with me at the end, but I'm going to say something okay. of oh, no, shock no. value. Oh, God. <laughs> so, Thursday's episode, the only takeaway I got from those was Lonnie Price Grant is such a fucking bitch. <laughs> and I loved it. Yes. <laughs> Listen. For one. Now, that's the kind of bitching I like to see on my screen. She bitched over there. She bitched over here. She went off. And I loved it. Keep her this way. Um, 
as for everything else, y'all, y'all pretty much summed everything up. I, I'm I'm looking forward to what could go with this character and this new origin story. I kind of do wish they'll bring back Marilyn McCoo. Hush, Nick. No, Don't say anything. No, Tamara's definitely need, Tamara need is her. definitely needed need for, this. for this. No, ma- no matter which way they they go about it, whether they whether they clue Tamara in that she knew all along, or this is going to be a gut punch and Tamara I, I had no like idea. Knew all, I feel like she knew all along, and this is orchestrated by Olivia. Yeah, yeah, but that's the consensus. I think it seems, it seems like some shit that will be orchestrated by an elder. It does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very familiar. It's very familiar. <laughs> So it's gonna be. It, we it's definitely need Tyler Paris. Yeah, we definitely Tyler need Paris Tam- days of our lives. We definitely need Tamra. Whether they can get Marilyn back or they recast for this story, I don't know. But she's definitely going to be a presence needed to fully yeah. give the she full punch it. of this story. Like I get it. Well, they tried to get her on on the show, but she's maybe she's busy. But she is definitely needed. Yeah, they well, need to, needs to be on screen for this. Well, yeah. we now have a podcast title. What? Tyler Perry's Days of Our Lives. Don't <laughs> do that because, no, because <laughs> plenty of souls have done this. <laughs> now, all we need is Veronica Harrison outside no. the mansion <laughs> with a bullhorn. Get on out here, Matlock. <laughs> Anyways. Last don't do story that. Don't, don't, don't name it that. Can I, can I intro this last story, please? Go ahead. Thank you. I'm going to let go me <laughs> let me get my fangirling out of the way before y'all rain on my parade. But here we go. I'm not going to rain. I'm pissed. Yeah, I know. So let me have my moment. Ben and Sierra have officially reunited. She gets her memories back. He brings her to the cabin, and it's just. If you are a Sin fan, it was a glorious week as a Sin fan. This is something that we have literally been waiting a year for, and it is finally here. They are reunited and happy, and I loved every single second of it. And I loved the chemistry that they showed before she remembered. I love the, I've always loved the push-pull since she returned. But I especially love that at one point she left and she chose to come back. I love that. That to me was a really good beat to play. I love the fact that she kept choosing to come back and she kept like she was curious and she was affected. And then the way they finally did her remembering with the fortune cookie and the flood coming back and then them just getting to be them again. I didn't realize how much I truly missed them just being with each other and just existing until we had it back on our screens on Friday. And I am just a very, very happy Sin fan right now. Child. Okay. Y'all can unmute your mics now. Come on. Come on back to us. I, I think a lot of people operate on the assumption that I hate Ben and Sierra. I don't. Like the scenes were good. I'm not going. Oh, well. um, if I if I were a shipper, I would be excited. Um, I what I did care about the most in this portion of the outline was the fact that someone gave a damn about Theo's feelings. Paulina posting the reward to help Theo. I liked that. That was cute. She'll be a great stepmom. <laughs> I don't know why the fuck it took them the entire week to realize it was the cabin. Like, hello, McWoo. That would seem pretty obvious to me. 
Who would think that somebody would go back to Camp Crystal Lake? Why? I mean, the thing is, why is that cabin still standing? Why is it still... <laughs> Also, well, Ben I'm picked say, it up, which ben, I, I love Ben's that a liar. Ben is a liar. That is not what that cabin looked like when they were trapped. <laughs> he knows it. Well, that, no, but he literally, like, because she even said it looks different. And he said, I fixed it up for you after I burned the divorce papers because like, I didn't want it to look weeks? the way it looked. He, he said he, he wanted off, to, he, he said he wanted to like look. three weeks after he burned the divorce papers because from June ju- ju- how you be- rebuild a whole cabin. Tony. He said he wanted it to look like it did when they were first there, and that's no, not. I know, which was hilarious like. because it didn't. But then he also said, like, I didn't. I wanted it. I didn't want it to look the way it did when you were terrified. He which I every day for three weeks. Yeah, he did because we didn't see him on screen for three weeks. Yeah, he did because we didn't see him on screen for three weeks. He slept. He slept at the cabin. He probably probably needs a new career choice. He should be a construction worker. (laughs) I mean, we 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 know we. I mean, Ben managed to to fix Bo's bike. He built little David a a toy chest from scratch. They've established that he's good with his hands, and I love the fact that he wanted to make sure that. When he brought, oh, he I'm sorry. I just, I, knew, I, the moment you said that, I was like, "Oh my God, there's a joke there." <laughs> I, I know, I realized, but I mean that too. But, um, but I love the fact that a he was always going to bring her to the cabin, like his plan, because he he'd been planning this all the way back from when he burned the divorce papers before he even knew she was back in town. So he had always hoped to one day show her the cabin and hope that that would be the thing that brought her memories back. So I love the fact that they established that he did this for her. And like, I just, I loved everything about it. But you're right. I did like the fact too, that when Sierra came back into her memory, she's like, I love Theo just as a friend and this is going to kill him. I have to tell him. Like, I love oh, I'm going to get to that later. I, I, I love that. Like, I, I mean, Ben was like, he, he knew what the risks were, which is true. He did. He knew mm-hmm. the risks and took the, and he knew the risks and risked it anyway. He wanted to live in the now. Well, this is kind of the you, risk you he know took. The thing that took me out the most was how corny it was. When she got her memories back, I thought it would be, you know, I knew it would be flashbacks, but that whole effect, that whole straight to VHS Disney Channel movie effect that it had with all the little things in the background. Just I Listen, I love that. And I was squealing like a little fangirl because all the way back in March, when the spoilers dropped that she woke up with amnesia, I said the one thing I wanted was for him to kiss her and that bring a flood of memories back. And not only did that happen, but it also, it was her remembering the proposal kiss is what opened the door to all of the memories. And then their wedding kiss is what brought her fully back to herself. And then the rest of the memories came in when they actually shared a real kiss. And then they also did a two, a twice parallel to the moment that I boarded this ship. The moment that I boarded this ship was wait, don't go all the way back in the cabin in 2018. And Ben said that to her, not once, but twice. And that was the moment that she also started to remember. And just everything was just, oh, it was so perfect. If you were a Sin fan, I was so happy. So the only scenes that I enjoyed, the only was the flashback to the initial cabin story. Because that was when Sin was good. And I, oh, I that will stat- moment was so good. 
I don't know about the pancake moment, but <laughs> I wish we had seen the flashback to when he, when she kicked. But him. when she when she sat in the chair and flashed back to him washing her feet, like just those few flashbacks to those early like their initial cabin story, those were good. My favorite part about of- that too was the fact that like when it was her flashbacks, they were blurrier. Like they weren't quite in focus. I loved that little effect and that little extra touch they did. Honest, I didn't pay a lot of attention to their scenes, but when I did, I I just noticed those cabin scenes, like the flashbacks that I really enjoyed. But the rest of it, uh, it was bad. Like it was on and off with the acting choices. Rob was really good one day. And she was not really good. And then it switched like uh, it was too choppy. They could have done this well, but in my opinion, they did not. But either way, I don't give a fuck about sin, so it doesn't matter. Um, What I also did like was Sierra's self-awareness. That's about it. Like the rest, eh. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the fact that she was like, oh, my God, I was so awful to you. Like she owned it in like 0.5 seconds. I, like, I, I don't mean about Ben because he deserved it. I'm talking about Theo. OK, I don't think anybody else have anything to say about this story. So we're just going to oh, we're the last one, aren't we? Well, we've come to my favorite part of this podcast. Welcome to. I'm going to go on mute. The Mavericks reading rainbow. There's no need. My reader, Sierra Alice Brady, fuck her. Next segment. She ain't even worth it no more. I mean, that's true. Was that it? Yeah, I I don't have anything else for her. I I really don't. I'm done with the character. She's Sierra Weston now. I don't know her, so. Good, bad, and ugly. Who's kicking it off? Mm, Nick. Okay. Um... My good, um, Lonnie's point of view, um, mm. and we don't get it a lot, but it was really nice to hear and see those scenes play out. It made me love the connection between Abe and Lonnie even more, which is oh, it's going to be so heartbreaking when this shit comes out. Um, and Sal's performance, good Lord. Like, I have not said, I don't think I've said this publicly, when they first cast her as Lonnie, because I remember her from All My Children, I remember a lot of people raving about her performance there, and I watched that one, and I wasn't a huge fan. Um, when they cast her, and then they released her, and I found out they were trying to recast the role, I was like, okay, maybe they can get someone better. At oh, I didn't time, know that about the recast. Yeah, they, yeah, they were trying, and then I don't think they were able to find anyone. They brought Sal back. What Sal has done with this role since she got back is amazing. And they made me a fan. Mm. Like she, the, to, the, this, these scenes, well, really, I think last year's um, scenes where the story was terrible, but well, actually yeah. the story wasn't that bad. But when she <laughs> appealed, when she appealed to um, Melinda Trask in those, in the. Um, oh, those were so good. Yeah, that's, that's why I was like, why didn't she get nominated for an Emmy? She, she, she's managed to do something I don't think she's that I didn't, that, yeah that I didn't think she could do and I'm I'm really proud of her I'm happy they kept her um give her give it give it to her she can run with it do it 
Um, also, uh, my bad, um, inconsistent point of view for Theo, um, mm. the entire time for him, his interactions in this story have been about making sure Sierra was safe and secure. It never came off like he was in love with her or afraid of losing her until this week. Like, so yeah. I'm irritated. Why didn't you keep that through line? He wants to make sure Sierra is safe and secure. He wants to make sure Sierra isn't traumatized again and again and again. Why change that now? If that was the narrative the entire time, why change it now? I don't get it. Like, we know you wanted to play. That would have, thing is, that would have made the Sin reunion probably more sweeter if Theo just wants to make sure Sierra isn't traumatized again. If that was his only goal, why change it now? I don't get it. Um, my ugly. I, I, I'm assuming y'all probably saw this one coming, but Ali being sacrificed at the altar of sin. Yep. It's there was there's no way around it for me. It's it makes no sense for who she is and the kind of and the space she is in her, is in her life right now. Her off screen, we know she was a hellraiser. We know she was reckless, and she changed. Why is it now? that she's choosing to throw away her freedom, even though temporarily it is, but throw away her freedom for Ben and Sierra. It makes no sense. I understand she thinks Sierra, she thinks Sierra's doing the wrong thing. Sierra's a grown-ass woman. Let Sierra make her own decisions. Allie, take your ass home to your child, the same child that your mother actually still has custody of. Sammy should take that baby back. Mm-hmm. Well... Well, mine are kind of the same, but my good is definitely, like Nick said, Lonnie's point of view. That was needed. It just, like, Sal's performance. It just touched me. I was crying because, like, it was such a good backstory to me. Like, uh, I don't know. I just loved it. Like, I don't have anything else to say aside from it being really, really good. And I'm happy to see Sal getting that heavy material that I know she can carry. And I cannot wait like to see more of it because considering the story that's playing out right now, we're going to see more Emmy-worthy material. And just, yes. <laughs> Finally, Sal is getting something really heavy to dig into. So, yeah, that was my good. My bad. Um, so I, I'm not going to pick the same thing because I agree, but I will pick this week. Um, I would say Jake and Gabby. I just don't understand why. I don't understand why they're, they're a thing. But anyway, uh. I just don't get why Gabby's doing this to a friend. Like, like I said, I enjoyed Fabi and I hate that she's doing this. It makes no sense. And for, oh, no, fuck them. Sorry. Um, the ugly, uh, yeah, Allie. Her mom needs to, uh, I wish she wasn't kidnapped because I wanted Sam to, Sammy to show up and slap some fucking sense into her because she she did this for them no no it kind of she kind of regressed in my eyes 
And I wish Chanel wasn't working so hard to help her because no, no. That was well, she's dumb. doing that because she cares. The, yeah, and, I know. I get that. But that was a dumb, dumbass choice. And, and it's I one of those never want to like, see. Probably, she'll probably defend her in public. And then if she had an actual issue with it, tell her what the hell were you thinking once they're home and in private? We'll see if that even happens or if Chanel is like, oh, you did it. From, uh, you know, the show loves to have characters prop them. Anyway, um, so yeah, she kind of regressed in my eyes. I hope they fix that soon, but yeah. So those were my three good, bad, and ugly for this week. Tony? My good, um, I really don't think y'all are even going to question this, but it is anything and everything that had to do with Ben and Sierra's reunion this week. I was a happy little fangirl. And I'm just so happy that my babies are back together and like next week is going to be even better. I'm so excited for everything that aired this week. I'm so excited for what's coming. I'm just a very happy sinner. Um, My bad is Arya's bad. It's uh, Jake and Gabby. This storyline came out of nowhere. They are literally making the rules up as they go along when it comes to this story. I don't care get it the fuck off of my screen and put Jake with Ava because there's better chemistry there anyway. And my ugly, the constant incessant need to throw Theo under the bus. They have done this at every opportunity in this story. Any chance they had to give him a decent point of view or any point of view, they did not. And then this week, they just backed him all the way up under the bus and made him look really, really selfish in my eyes because it didn't come off like he was concerned for her safety. It came off like he didn't want to, it came off like he didn't want her to remember because he didn't want to lose her. And that is not the Theo that I know. That is not my Theo. My Theo is not selfish like that. My Theo would be doing what Nick said and wanting to make sure that his best friend didn't get traumatized all over again. Theo never should have been used as angst like this at all. And it pisses me off that they did this. And it pisses me off that not only did they do this, but they're not even taking the time to try to give the character point of view and use this crappy turn and story for him as a way to springboard him into other story and to give him a different point of view. They are literally just ushering him off the canvas and not even going to write for him. And that's even more infuriating because you literally did this for no goddamn reason. Well, Dylan. Um, okay, my good was um, everything with the Lonnie and Abe scenes. I loved those. I loved their connection. I loved getting a peek into Lonnie's history. I loved the exploration of why she's so upset with Paulina and how that's going to tie into things that we know are coming in the future. That was really, really good. Um, Those were just really great scenes. And also um, everything with the Sammy and EJ and EJ and Lucas and EJ, Sammy, like all of that was good all of that worked for me um the dynamics that they played in those scenes and like the acting choices that were made in those scenes like they were really good um my bad is i i'm just trying to figure out like the logic behind this whole gabby jake philip 
There is none. (laughs) It doesn't make sense to me. It it doesn't make sense to me. And unless like Victor's about to have some sort of health issue and be in a coma, like there's no way this works. It just doesn't work. So just, I don't know. It's just bad. It's not working for me. And my ugly, like, look, I tapped out of all of that thin wedding shit. So, like, that tells you what I thought of it. Like, that I literally tapped out of it, did not watch the majority of it. Because that was moving on. Who, who got next? Can't blame you. So, well, it's me. Um, it's going to be hard for me to fill this out because I'm going to be honest, I really did not care for majority of the week. So I'm going to give two goods and then label the rest as bad. My two goods will have to be Sammy paying for her sins. And that includes her confrontation with Nicole and Nicole basically making her feel like shit. Um, you know, EJ, that whole thing. And then I love her and Lu- Lucas's sings. And my other thing is... Lonnie Price Grant, it's amazing how much of a turnaround she's made for me the past few weeks, but I have really enjoyed the hell out of her. Keep writing her as this mean-ass individual. (laughs) You want her as Nicole Light. (laughs) Yes, I I love it. Listen, this is such a, I agree, it's a turnaround for you, (laughs) and I love it. the thing it's is, like, very she's just a mean ass bitty. The <laughs> thing is, they she's gave her nice. point of view to explain her being mean, and that was the issue. They never really gave her point of view. But she was just but a now, bitch to be a bitch, but now it makes sense. It makes sense. Why, why <laughs> she has so much smoke for Paulina? It makes complete sense. <laughs> I knew he would enjoy that. But yeah, those are my only two. The rest. Yeah, that I'll go to hell. I'm so serious. It, worst Olympic return I've seen in a while. 15. So, yeah. You're watching it wrong. I don't even go on the soap to the streets anymore, so y'all got this one. Who's up first? Tony. Um, yeah, you took over as Tony. All right. Well, um, my watching it wrong is I, I saw it a lot this week that um, people who don't dislike something that you don't like are literally coming into people's mentions just to be a dick. And now, and I saw this just before we logged on to start recording, are now reporting people who are just trying to share clips of the thing that they love. Like, it's fine if you don't like a certain ship. What the fuck ever. It don't matter. But, like, do you have to be a complete asshole about it? Like, can you just not be a dick? <laughs> That's basically my watching it wrong. Are you? So, I kind of have two watching it wrong. One is more addressing about the show. And the other is more about fans on soap Twitter. So, here's the thing. If you go around, listen, fans are allowed to do this. I have no problem. Like, you can go around, criticize characters and couples all you want, hate on them. I don't give a fuck. But when you do that, and on the other hand, 
say like thinking these haters should spend time focusing on their ships or favorite characters, but you're out there not focusing on your ship and favorite characters sometimes. That makes you look like a big fucking hypocrite and you need to sit the fuck down. And if your ass gets dragged, you deserve it. Like everyone is allowed to tweet whether it's love or hate for a pairing a ship, a uh, pairing a ship is the same thing, pairing a character or a story, like, and you're allowed to as well. But don't say focus on your favorites when you don't all the time. And the other, which is kind of, it has been annoying me for a bit. So I'm seeing a lot of like, Lonnie doesn't have. Like she didn't have the same energy towards Kristen the way she has with Paulina. The difference is here that I hate, hate, hate this friendship. But Kristen hasn't really directly hurt Lonnie. She, I mean, I, I mean, what she did was bad, but like that. Right, is- Lonnie was ne- Lonnie was never. Uh- a target of Kristen's and yeah, they kind so, of bonded over like, the loss of their child. So like while what Kristen did was bad and the fact that Lonnie helped her was stupid. What Kristen did is Kristen's actions. That is not Lonnie's responsibility. Lonnie's responsibility is her own actions. And she acknowledged that. So I really don't care for this. Like Lonnie was more angry with Paulina and then Kristen. Like yeah, we get it. Lonnie fucked up. And they, then she fixed it. She showed growth. She had Kristen arrested. Do you not watch the show? Like, give her a break. It just it just pisses me off because you're watching the show. You've seen the growth. You've seen Lonnie not like, okay, she's she's always been messy. I love her for it. She hasn't done anything to get dragged for. And the fact that fans keep holding this against her and not allowing her to, like, feel any type of way, just, uh, no, stop it. But this, in particular, it's just stupid because that is on Kristen. And Kristen never did anything to put Lonnie in harm's way directly. So, yeah. Those are my two watching it wrong for this week. Anyone else? Nick? I can go. Um, it's basically you can love a character without and love a character and even love an actor that makes you love a character without absolving them of responsibility of their actions. That's just that's where I'm at. Like the the it's and it's piggybacking off of what um Ariad said. The backlash towards Lonnie anytime she has an opinion but specifically with certain viewers in relation to Paulina right now like we just met Paulina in March I understand you may not have liked Lonnie before that you may not have been our biggest fan but to act like Lonnie whether we had this point of view from Friday or not to act like Lonnie can't have issue with someone she has history with that we aren't aware of is Mm -hmm. ridiculous like let it go i understand you're a paulina fan i understand you're a jack a fan so am i but i'm not going to absolve people of their responsibility she 
hurt Lonnie. Lonnie has every right to be upset or be fearful that she's going to take advantage of Abe and Theo the way she took advantage of Abe already, the way she took advantage of Lonnie's trust already. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand you don't like Lonnie. Whoop-de-doo. But just be sensible and logical about it. It's irritating. Like, she's never allowed to feel a certain way. And it's like, why? Like, let her be. She's, I think she was justified in feeling hurt because we saw that point of view. So, uh. I think she, she was. And the problem is she was justified before that <laughs> like true. because of the actions we saw Paulina commit. Exactly. We know she took advantage of Abe. Like, that's not a secret. That's not something that didn't happen. And the fact that she's been lied to for all her life, like, come well, she on. Don't, she doesn't, she doesn't, she know, doesn't know that yet. yet but, but like, strictly you know, based on what's happened up to this point, Lonnie isn't being unreasonable. She's not. And like that Kristen part, it just makes no sense because she knew she made a mistake and she made amends exactly. for it. She, arrest, she arrested her. Like if a character shows growth, take it at fa- face value. Like you have literal growth right in front of you and you're like ah but Lonnie now yeah and and people were also pissed at Lonnie for arresting Allie and Claire for what they did and used Kristen as an example of why they had a right to be pissed and I'm like y'all realize that Lonnie isn't being a hypocrite she's showing growth because it doesn't matter that Allie and Claire are technically her family through Eli but they did something wrong and she brought them in for it it would that is growth like if what if she let them go it would be the same thing with Kristen all over again like i'm glad sean sean was about to arrest him like yes the the only reason he didn't probably because he's too close to the situation but when lonnie said yeah we're gonna have to take you in he agreed yeah because he and he she even looked at sean and said sean i'm sorry they give me no choice and bell's looking at him like um aren't you gonna do something and he's like there's nothing i can do nothing i can do listen Lonnie, I think Lonnie is one of the few characters that have shown massive growth this year. But fans uh, or quote-unquote haters, like, judgment is clouded with, with bias, so they don't see it. But, like, it's there. Sorry, Nick. I went off on you. On your... That's fine. I was pretty much done, but that's fine. Dylan, do you have a watching your own? I actually don't because I spent all of my like soap Twitter time over in LA in those bold and beautiful streets this week. Sorry. Because <laughs> like days they gave us something to work with. Yeah. Days was just not hitting like it needed to be hidden this week. So I mean in general, so Twitter was kinda quiet like there was not massive drama that that had been. okay see that's not something you say that's like saying fire in a theater what is no, it day's, day's twitter was quiet yeah i'm yeah, saying cause... day's twitter was quiet because gh like, twitter was a fucking dumpster yeah fire. but that's <laughs> it's our, always our podcast is named soap dish uh poor charles <laughs> so but yeah, I'm just saying like Daisy's Twitter was quiet for the most part because yeah. the show was back on. We had that to complain about. But when the show was off, oh, Lord, I'm kind of glad the show is back, even if it's kind of. Eh, right yeah, I, I was in I was in my happy ship bubble all week. So if there was any drama that popped off, I was I was paying no attention to it because I was basically floating on air all week long. <laughs> 
Well, you guys. I was busy with my sin and Sheila Carter. So, like, <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> Even though it's always fuck Taylor Hayes. Leave and my you Taylor too, alone. And you two pissy rings. Oh. <laughs> anyway, what I reached half a bottle of my champagne. So, it's that means it's time to end the podcast. <laughs> oh, we look forward to being with you guys next week. Um, that's all. And remember, save a horse, ride the maverick. Bye, you guys. Bye-bye. Call CPS on Allie Horton. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Press the lever. Play the music. <laughs> <laughs>